What is happening? Welcome back to another episode of the Productive Not Busy podcast with me, Wayne Weathersby, where we are addressing the needs of business owners and salespeople all over the world, planting the seed for a secure future. If you need more money, you want more free time, and you want less stress, then this is the place to be. Remember, action, attitude, and approach. And I can help you with that. Welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. I am super excited today. Tuesday, we are covering 15 simple ways to keep a positive attitude at work. Of course, being a coach in the business world, I am in a lot of organizations. And when I first come in and take an unobjective view of a company, the first thing that I usually find that I try to correct as quickly as possible is the attitude of people in the organization. I usually pick a small group of folks randomly to kind of talk to, to find out what their thoughts are on the organization. And usually negative Nancy, I find more often than not. So today, keeping it positive, we are going to find 15 simple ways to keep a positive attitude at work so you can make your organization better. So, what if there's a way you could easily expand your mind and see greater possibilities in life? See, I wrote that down. Sounded good. What if you could develop better skills naturally? When people think of having positive attitude... They probably think it's a little more than plastering a smile on their face and trying to think happy thoughts and holding hands and singing and rainbows and unicorns, right? But it's way more than that. So, as I see it, a positive attitude is something that goes deeper and has an effect beyond the surface cheer. Negative attitudes promote fear, if you ask me. And they begin to narrow the focus and the mind while a positive attitude does exactly the opposite. No one should live in a constant state of fight or flight. But if you ask me, the negative attitude creates exactly that scenario. I do a lot of reading. I'm told I'm a pretty positive person. And the studies that I've read show that having a positive attitude makes your view of life seem a little more broad, full of possibilities. That view leads to actually living your life in a way that makes it natural to be exposed to and acquire new skills easily without much fight. Here are some ways that I've written down to maintain a positive attitude in your workplace at home, regardless of whether it comes naturally or not. Something that we can all work on. All right, so number one, surround yourself with ding, 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 positive people. Old saying, birds of a feather flock together can be viewed two ways. Either people who are similarly, naturally find each other or people in a group that become the same 
over time. Surround yourself with positive people, man. That is the quickest and fastest recipe. Who you hang around with on a daily basis rubs off on you, I promise. If you're always with negative people who complain about every freaking thing, you'll become a complainer and see the world as negative as they do. You might think you can stay positive and change them, but that's not going to be the case normally. Try to connect with people who like their job, have new ideas, and are interested in lots of other things besides work. It'll make your whole outlook completely change for the better, I promise. You can't always pick your coworkers, but you can be cautious about how much time you spend with them and what setting that time you spend is. If you're stuck with a negative bunch of people, be careful not to participate in the negativity. It's pretty easy to do that. Take breaks, go for a walk, go eat something rather than immerse yourself in the negative break room drama and gossip. Number two, fill your mind with positive input. Super huge. The same way that people are, that you are around change you to be more like them, so is what you feed your mind, i.e. social media, the news, what you read, what you listen to. Listen to positive music with headphones. Quick and easy, super powerful. Listen to uplifting audiobooks on the drive to work and home. Read books that are encouraging. Watch videos and listen to podcasts, wink, wink, that are positive or help you improve skills. If you are what you eat holds true for your body, your mind is what you feed it. So be careful. Number three, control your language. No, this isn't about the language police, believe me, or trying to swear less. Even though I try to do that, I don't do a very good job. I try to do it pretty well here on the podcast, but sometimes it slips. This is about being cautious of the words you use when speaking and thinking. Experts suggest that the structure of language affects a person's view of the world and the way they think. Let me take this to the next content. Your language actually limits or delineates, big word, I had to look that one up, how you are able to perceive the world. Now, this is just an idea or an opinion, whatever you want to call it, but it sounds pretty accurate to me. But on the smaller level, the language you use every day, both in thought and spoken, are basically a combined effect on how you think about yourself, your work, and those around you. Plain and simple. This may seem like a silly example, but might be the difference between seeing your day filled with tasks or filled with opportunities, because there's a difference. The former is tiring and arduous, making you feel trapped in a daily grind. The latter is exciting with huge potential potential where sky's the limit. Be aware of how you choose to think and speak. Find a positive way to view everything and everyone. It can be done. Thank you.
And number four, create a routine for your day. I call it time blocking. I like to know ahead of time where I'm going to be, how long I'm going to be doing it. I start by time blocking my free time, my off time, my haircuts, my lunches, my vacations, and then I build my work schedule around that. See, routine gets a bad rap, really. It's easy to think that if you have a routine at work, you're stuck in a rut or you're not flexible. The truth in my opinion, is that routines give us a good fallback structure. A morning routine is especially good since many people, the morning is both when we're most alert and awake, yet sometimes not able to buckle down and get started. Number five, this is my favorite. Be nice to other people. Being kind to others will make you happy, believe it or not. So there was a study in the Journal of uh, Social Psychology that I researched. Found that doing something kind for people has the same effect as trying to something new and exciting when it comes to being and feeling happy. So let me say that again. They found that doing something kind for people has the same effect as trying new and exciting things when it comes to feeling euphoric and happy. So even better, they found that the memory of doing something kind for someone causes us to want to do that again. What an idea, right? If you make nice to people, and if you make being nice to other people a regular thing, it'll become a cycle of generosity and happiness that makes you feel good and causes those around you to feel good and want to be around you. And vice versa. Think of the worst negative work environment ever possible. Negativity feeds on more negativity until it seems overwhelming. Be nice to other people and watch them pay it forward. Sometimes it takes a bit, but it'll eventually happen. There's a few cases that I've seen that it just wasn't a right fit. But usually, for the most part, there's a lot of success with this. If your work is difficult and you can't get away from that, and finding a positive attitude about the work itself is a challenge, be kind to the people around you and let that be an effective substitute for not liking what you're doing as a job. If you don't like the job, at least you could like the people you're hanging around with all day long while you're doing that job. Appreciating and recognizing coworkers can go a long, long, long way. And it makes your day better, makes their day better. Number six, don't rely on an outside source of positivity. Carry a positive attitude with you everywhere you go, kind of like a wallet or something that you just can't be without. Let me see what would that be. Every person on earth, unless they're too old or too young, is their cell phone. If everybody freaked out, as bad as they freak out when they can't find their phone for a second because they think they've left it somewhere and they felt the same way about leaving their positive attitude somewhere, the world would be a better place. 
So carry a positive attitude with you wherever you go. Think of positive attitude like a survival tool. Carry it with you at all times, just in case you need it. And just in case somebody else needs it too. Whether you rely on a phrase that you repeat over and over when it you know, gets stressful, or you have some other tricks to help you know, resurrect and keep that positive attitude, be sure to come up with the mechanism that doesn't rely on somebody else to do it or a specific situation. Number seven, create high points in each day and each week. To me, one of the best parts of an exciting vacation is the days leading up to it. When you have to look forward to it, knowing something good is coming can make otherwise dreary days more bearable. I remember back in my car business days, I would have salesmen that two or three days before they were leaving for a week's vacation, they would be bebopping around, they'd be flying around, they'd be taking all of their you know clientele ups and they would be making their phone calls and doing their paperwork and they would be a lot more productive because they knew something good was coming. So you can create the same effect by creating small high points in each day to help you get through those projects or days that might otherwise be like freaking sucking the life out of you, right? This is why taking breaks is important. But not every break is as valuable as they could be. Now, I'm no expert on all subjects, but I wrote some stuff down here that I think it might be some good suggestions. Don't turn unhealthy food into a reward. Obviously, you'll end up with negative effects and bad habit for junk food or excessive pastries whatever. Take breaks outside or walk away from your work whenever possible. Consider a walk, solitude, quiet, some positive music like we spoke about before, whatever sounds good and is doable where you work. Or you could find a place to go read a book or listen to an audio. Daily high points should be small and simple, not requiring a lot of money or creating a habit that could have a negative effect on your health or budget. If you do them every day, weekly, monthly high points can be a little bit bigger. Every Thursday, you eat lunch at a restaurant nearby instead of bringing your lunch. Something special to reward yourself. Whatever it is, create something to look forward to. Number eight. Here's a big one. Assume responsibility and choose your response. See, refusing to take responsibility for your actions in your situation or not taking control of how you respond kills a positive attitude real quick. After all, if something happens and you're at fault or in some way responsible, refusing to acknowledge it means you can't correct the behavior and it'll happen again. And you also set yourself up for victimhood in which things always happen to you. You will be more positive seeing life as something you have some control over rather than at the mercy of it. Think of it as maybe an equation, I guess. What do they call it? Event, response equals outcome. E plus R equals O, I guess. I read that and it kind of resonated with me. How you respond has an effect on the outcome even when events are out of control. Decide your reaction to known problems way ahead of time. 
whether it's a client, a coworker, or just regular projects in general, there are some things at work that you are always going to dread dealing with. I promise, 100%. You know they upset, they upset you, so decide beforehand that it won't. If a client always has to make changes, expect it. Choose to be calm about it, to not let it bother you. Try to look at the client or coworker that's driving you up the freaking wall, totally nuts in a different way. Maybe they are having a bad time at home. Maybe they're having a bad time in a relationship. Maybe they're having a bad time uh, with their income. Or they could just be plain old, just stressed out all the time. Sit back. Take a deep breath. Breathing deeply tricks your body into calming down. Calm people have better attitudes and traditionally better outcomes. My mom taught me that one. If you find yourself getting a bad attitude about something, find a place you can just be alone for a second. Do some deep breathing. Close your eyes. Not only does it reduce stress, but it also helps clear your mind. You see situations in a totally different way. Now, that one takes practice, but it does work. All right, we're getting close. Number 11, make a mission statement for yourself. Do you have a personal mission statement? When I was putting this together, I kind of looked at it to see stuff that becomes personal responsibility. Even when you're in an organization, always pull back and do a personal mission statement. Right? So where you work probably has their own mission statement, but you have to have one yourself. A personal mission statement will help you define your purpose at work, what your life is about, and what motivates your behavior. It's a good thing to fall back on when work gets crazy and you're focused on what it is you're doing. When you feel like you have some purpose, you can be positive. When you feel like you don't have any purpose or you don't know what you're doing at work, not so much. So try that. doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Just write down a mission statement. What you're doing, why you're doing it. What you like about it. Keep it positive. I also believe in having personal goals. Goals are a bit different from personal mission statements in that there are specific things that you want to achieve. I like to call them expectations more so than goals. They're kind of like the rewards I talked about earlier in that they give you something to look forward to. But it also gives you something to hold you accountable. However, goals and expectations aren't just fun in the future, but are actual guides that you use to achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve. It's tough to be positive, I promise. I know. I get it. If you think you're going nowhere, goals are, and expectations are proof that you have a plan and that you're working towards something. They are evidence of forward positive momentum forward. Number 13. Remember that no one owes you a freaking thing. My coach tells me that all the time. No one owes you a freaking thing. One of the most, one of the worst killers of a good attitude is going through life thinking other people owe you something. No one owes you shit. They don't owe you freaking anything. Life is not fair. Believing anything else sets you up for a constant state of blame. Victimhood, anger, passive aggressiveness, and a total freaking joylessness life. Negativity is the standard state of existence if you think the world owes you something. 
So how do you get rid of that attitude of entitlement? Well, you got to put a mirror in front of your face and write this down. It's up to me to make things happen. Hard work is what brings good things. I have to be willing to accept the change and change quickly. And when things are difficult, keep going. It's those four concepts are in your head. You're not going to be walling in negativity, waiting for the world to do something for you. That's a big one for me. And it's a big one for a lot of people. It's easy to fall into that trap because some people get really good at it. Don't be one of those people. Number 14. Stop complaining. We mentioned how you need to control your language earlier, right? How to control your language. That obviously covers complaining, but complaints are such a huge issue that they weren't their own section. Yay! Stop complaining. Complaining does nothing. If you're around people who complain, get the frick away from them as quick as you can run. Try to see the situation in a positive or different light. Complaints are a way of seeing everything in a negative light without considering any other explanation. It's a one-way freaking road to dissatisfaction that builds the... It goes on forever. The farther you travel, the farther the road goes. And nothing good happens when you do that. And last but not least, a good laugh. Embrace laughing. Laughing is good for you physically and mentally. And it makes you feel better. I'm telling you, who doesn't love a good laugh? I thought about this the other night on the way home. I had a drive and I was listening to something and I literally laughed all the way home. And usually when I get home, I'm kind of whooped, jet lagged, and I felt like I had exercised. I was bright eyed. I was positive. I was asking everybody how their day was and telling them about this really great thing that I listened to that made me laugh all the way home. Humor is especially good when things are going really bad. Who doesn't love the guy who in the middle of some nightmare project offers a quip that suddenly makes the entire mess seem hilarious? Be that guy. Try to find humor wherever you can. Laughing with people is different than laughing at them. Whatever you do, never joke about others to get a laugh at their expense. Don't be that person. I hope this is something that gives you some clarity, maybe a roadmap. But it's definitely something I live by. And I really love the fact that I get to share it with people. I hope you have an amazing day. Please be safe. Take care. Do something fun and sell a bunch. See you next time. All right, you guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Productive Not Busy podcast with me, Wayne Weathersby. Hey, do me a favor. Go to wherever you listen to this podcast and hit the subscribe button or the like button. Leave us a review. We are heading towards the top of the charts, and I need your help. It would be much appreciated. Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Take care. See you next time.